Hi, and welcome back to the Beauty of You podcast, episode four, aligning with your highest self with spiritual love coach, Hilai. Last week, I spent a lot of time, honestly, just taking my time. I allowed myself to pause in many moments and ask myself, is what I'm going to do going to be done with 100% of me or 50% of me? And if the answer was less than 100, I didn't do it. Not to say I didn't do it at all, but I didn't do it then. In this episode, I had a really inspiring conversation with my new friend, Halai, about setting boundaries, avoiding everyday burnout, and being able to give out of a place of fullness, which is what helped me to be so much more intuitive last week. She also gave some great beauty tips as we discussed her favorite trends, products, and more that make her feel her most beautiful. So I cannot wait to share this episode with you all. So keep listening for a deep dive into aligning with your highest self and stay tuned to the end for a fun coffee beauty chat. So we are here today with Halai and she is a spiritual coach that, you know, works to empower women. So I am going to let her talk a little bit about who she is and we'll dive a little deeper. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, So yeah, my name is Halai and I work as a spiritual coach for women. So women who are maybe just really getting deeper with their own personal growth journey and are kind of maybe done doing everything they could do on their own. So like, okay, I've, I've done some work, I've explored, I'm, but now I'm like stuck, what's deeper? And so that's where we kind of get into like the unconscious work of who we really underneath everything. Um, so a lot of being in, in tune with your feminine energy, knowing what that is, being in a state of receiving and actually attracting abundance, love, connect, money, all that to you let that come to you because you vibrate at this just authentic joy. You are so in your you-ness that everything that you desire comes to you because that only allows you to show up better, allows you to give more, allows you to inspire and, and have this contagious joy in the world. So yeah, figuring out what that is and, and be less in like the hustle go mode and more in the receiving of everything is coming to me. It's already on its way to me. I love that because I feel like right now today, especially so many women are hustle and go, go, go. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just kind of the programming that we're born into, that it's supposed to be like that, that you should be hustling. And that burnout is something we almost like secretly crave. We try to get to that state of burnout. So we feel like, okay, I did a good job. I'm I'm this tired. I must've worked this hard. So I must be that worthy. Whereas you actually are worthy and you actually are receiving and attracting by doing nothing, by existing as your truest self. Um, so shifting that mindset is such a challenge with the world that we're in, but it is more natural for our essence to behave that way. That is so crazy that you say that because I feel like a lot of our listeners, you know, that's what they are used to is, you know, the more burnt out I feel, okay, I must've done a good job. I exerted so much energy physically and mentally, 
you know, I tried so many different things. This must mean that I've had a productive and successful day, right? Yeah. And, and we can totally operate that way sometimes. Like we need to be in like a quick go mode or focused or creating that structure. Totally. We have that within us. Um, but our essence is to be in receiving and to be in attracting. That's the feminine essence. So if we spend too much time in the, that go mode, we, we eventually will lead ourselves into burnout. It's just how it's going to happen. Um, so it's a choice. Like, do you, do you really wish to get to that point of a, a mental breakdown, a panic attack where your body is like reacting with hives or shutting down on you? You have, you know, complications with your health. All of that are just cues as to when you've crossed those boundaries and gone too far. Um, so there's so many, so many different ways that burnout can look like on different women and, and men. So how did you get started doing this? Uh, it's such a journey, honestly. <laughs> I feel like that's the most cliche thing to say, but yes. Um, I had a background in um, psychology. I went to school for psych. I was um, in health and wellness. I was very into fitness, nutrition, and all. Um, but after gr- graduating, I, I went into the corporate world. And luckily, I did because I despised it. So horrible. And it really brought me to a deep state of anxiety and just self hate and and unworthiness. Um, So I quit my job, traveled, did the whole find yourself thing, didn't find the answers that I thought I was looking for, but it woke me up to like, wait a minute, this is not how it's supposed to be. Like, I'm not actually supposed to be drowning and waiting for Friday or itching for a happy hour. Like I'm actually supposed to like my life. Um, So that began through leaving and and starting, starting over. However, I I did end up going back into the working world and thinking, okay, now I have have a new career, but, you know, it's different this time. I have a new energy. I'm older and all. And reality, the same thing showed up. The anxiety still came up. The unworthiness still came up. So I always found that all these things outside of me were used as crutches to make me feel better. But truly, I was unhappy, unfulfilled disconnected from who I was within and none of that stuff mattered. It didn't matter what country I was in or what job I had, or if I was traveling the world or sitting at my parents' house, it was all the same. Those feelings are just your life either triggers or numbs those feelings. And so, yeah, once I found like the connection to my own body and, and my process that was happening within, then I'm like, okay, feminine spirituality, this is the codes and the answers and the, the roadmap is all within me. So why am I looking anywhere else but within? Mm-hmm. Was there something that you read or something that just you saw that clicked and made you think like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is the way I have to go? Yeah, I think my favorite book still to this day is A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Um, by far my favorite book. And I've read it so many times. I listened to an audible because he has the most soothing cute little voice. I love him. Um, but that, that really just woke me up to the way that the mind works and how the ego works and how we thrive off of our own suffering a little bit. That's kind of the world that we live in is that we love to complain. Why do we enjoy that so much? And so it, it, and I remember thinking that in my corporate job, it was a bonding thing that we had. We could all complain over the same thing. We could all whine about our lives and, and need to numb out the pain together. But that's just kind of the society that we live in. 
And so that really woke me up to like, okay, I'm actually supposed to enjoy my life, but I, I'm living in this illusion that says suffering is normal. I need to suffer in, in order to feel worthy. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is such a pattern that can be easy to fall into now that you say it, like, I feel like sometimes when you feel like you're venting, it can feel healthy. Okay. You know, I'm getting this off my chest and talking to someone I trust. What are some of the examples that you felt when you were in your past, your past work experiences that made you feel burnt out or some things that women that you work with feel? Um, I think it's just the forcing ourselves to operate the same way that men do. Um, we're just different and that's super okay. Uh, men are more linear. They can be in the go mode and they actually get more energy and fueled by being in their purpose. Whereas the feminine gets fueled by being in love. Like she is like the source of love. He is the source of like knowledge and consciousness. And so when she's exuding her love and in her joy and in her pleasure and, and able, able to give and receive love, she's actually more alive. When he's in doing and he's creating and he's inventing, he, he actually is Oh, so much more alive. And so, you know, it's, it's okay that we don't feel completely like sparked up at work all hours of the day. Sometimes we do. Sometimes that's natural for us. And other times we do want to hibernate. We want to be alone and we want to cuddle and we want to um, just like do cute things with each other, with other women. Um, and so being able to honor that. And unfortunately we live in a world that you know, we have a nine to five schedule. We only have weekends off. We're not able to honor our body's rhythm as much, but at least being with other women to talk about it. So when you have those days where you just need to be kind of like a, a, a crying puddle, then cool, do that. Honor those feelings, find a container, find a community to do that with so that you don't feel like you're repressing that side of you and forcing yourself to be this like cool, calm, collected, masculine. We don't have to be like that all the time, but we can be if we honor our feminine. So something else that was in your bio on your Instagram was that you help women to stop self-sabotaging. So what, what are some ways that you have seen in your experience or even you personally with self-sabotage? Like, what does that look like and how do we stop? So with self-sabotage, what's crazy is that people want to say, oh, this is what I do to self-sabotage. More than likely, we don't know. We, it's so unconscious. It operates at a deep level that you don't know why you are consistently showing up to these types of meetings or why you, um, you know, make kind of accidental rude remarks to this type of friend. There's like these little things that we do that actually sabotage relationships and our work experience, but we don't know why we do it until we go into like that deeper layer. So it's likely not whatever you think it is. It's below that. And figuring out, okay, why do I do that? What am I afraid of? What am I resisting to? Who do I need to become if I surrender to this experience or this behavior? Um, so it is quite interesting because it's all buried in, in what we're trying to hide from the world. And we don't even know it. It's hiding from ourselves. Um, so that's kind of a lot of the work that I do in one-on-one is, okay, well, what's underneath that? What are you really hiding? What are you hoping nobody notices? What are you, you know, what kind of facade are you carrying that maybe you're not even aware that you're carrying that facade and it's really not true to you anymore. Um, so it, that's a lot of the work that I do and it's so much fun. It's like such a puzzle, like, ah, because dad did this when you were younger and now you feel like this is the way that you feel enough or the way that you feel worthy of yourself. And 
um, it's all so connected. Nothing is random. And so that's why I, I love the work that I do because we can basically map everything out and understand, wow, this is why I behave the way that I do. This is why I attract these type of emotionally available partners or, you know, uh, narcissistic supervisors. There's a reason for all that. And what are some ways that like people can stop self-sabotaging? I'm, there's so many little tools, I think, that don't work. <laughs> um, the reality is like go into your discomfort. What are you afraid of looking into? What part of your inner child have you not faced or not healed? Um, is there a toxic pattern that you're continuously noticing within your relationships or your life or your income facing that? Where is the original unhealed wound around that? That is the only way to get rid of it, is to feel the feelings that are trapped inside of your body and manifest it into these self-sabotaging behaviors. So these self-sabotage is just a byproduct of emotional stuckness. And so until you do that, you can you know, come up with little tricks and, and mindset hacks. It'll never work because you, your body operates mostly unconsciously like only like 10% of your, your, your behavior and your actions are conscious. 90% and on is completely unconscious. So if you're not handling the 90%, your little 10% tricks will make no difference. Um, so going and doing that work and spending the time because once you're out, you're out. I truly believe that they, they don't come back. And the only reason why we have the same patterns is because you haven't healed that relationship or that emotion. So I want you to tell me a little bit about the Facebook page that's like free women's community that you have, because yes. I found a couple videos to be very inspiring. Um, one in particular about saying no and putting up boundaries. Yeah, saying no. And that, that's such a big part of us as women is that we feel this like indebtedness to everybody. And um, a lot of the work that I do is connecting with different feminine archetypes. And one of the big ones is our inner mother. She is like so much like unconditional love and giving and she's, she knows that she's fueled when she's giving, but it only exists for a period of our time. We can't be in our mother mode all day, every day, 365 days a year. And so recognizing when that time of your body is saying, hey, this is the time to cut things out. This is the time to re really understand what's not serving us because that's the only way that you can give out of fullness. Otherwise, you're going to end up giving out of this like place of lack. So if you're, you're giving when you, you truly really like feel like, oh, I have so much to give. I feel good. It feels amazing. Versus when you're, you start giving, 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 and you reach an emptiness, and then your giving becomes like this secret contract with people. Like, hey, I, I gave you that. So you need to make me feel appreciated. You need to make me feel validated. Um, so knowing when to say no can help save you from creating this like this unconscious like attachment to people that maybe are not aware of the agreement that you've unconsciously created. Um, so honoring yourself, like, is this in alignment with me or not? And if it is great, like I'm going to choose to make this a part of who I am. And if it's not, then I need to take the action to let go of it. Otherwise I'm telling the universe, Oh, it's okay. I accept things that I don't like. I accept people that treat me wrong. You, you are communicating that expectation, that standard to the universe when you're not saying no. Um, 
so yeah, usually I'll do like videos that inspire me in that group. Um, I haven't been as active on there because we're doing some revamping and I'll probably be hosting more women's circles in that community just because that's something I genuinely do really enjoy. Um, so yeah, we're kind of in the, in the midst, me and my team on, on re redesigning the energy in that page. But uh, honestly, I just do videos based off what truly inspires me and what kind of questions I receive. I don't plan them out beforehand. It's really just intuitive. I love that word intuitive. Do you feel like sometimes being more intuitive brings a better result than over planning? Uh, always. <laughs> um, I really do feel that. And I think you can intuitively plan as well. Um, you can plan for whatever feels good in this moment. So if right now this feels good. So I'm going to stay in alignment with this until it stops feeling good. Then I'll change my plan. Um, but you can be in a space of, oh, this is nice right now, but I'm, I'm on this road. I'm not, and this is a, a kind of an altered way of thinking that whenever you decide, you're not deciding on a dot. You're not deciding on a spot. You're deciding on a lane. Oh, cool. I've decided this path. I'm on this path. And as soon as I change my mind, cool. I shift over to the other path. And I'm still on like a moving pathway. You're always, every decision is like, you never stop moving. You don't just land. You, you are in just a new lane. So what are these women's circles like? Oh yeah. Women's circles are, are beautiful. I, I love them. Um, cause I, I truly believe there's only so much you can do on your own when you speak out loud. So what we'll do in the circle, um, is have like either an open forum where we kind of talk about a specific topic. Um, sometimes it'll be like sexuality or uh, relationships or uh, spirituality and religion or, or upbringing and social norms, all this kind of stuff. And we'll just kind of talk about it. What do we feel? What's our frustration? What do we like? What do we dislike? One, allowing yourself just to claim that, to own up to your feelings and to state your opinions in a safe container of, of no, no judgment and oftentimes strangers even. There's, there's no expectation. You don't need to follow up with these people. You don't need to maintain an identity or be careful uh, to avoid privacy because most likely you don't know anyone in there, which is what's great. It, it's that much more powerful to claim your past and your story and your feelings out loud in that container. And I also am trained in authentic relating. So I will do like authentic relating practices in the group. And so one of them that I'll do, um, we'll, we'll divide up into like mini groups, maybe like three people. And the sentence down will be, if you really knew me, you would know. And so the first person goes and completes the sentence. Second person goes, third person goes, and then you continue for another, la uh, another lap, another round. And every time you get a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And what's so beautiful is that you will always be met at your level of vulnerability. So if you drop down a little lower, that next person is going to drop down to that level. And if the third person drops down a little lower, okay, great. We're going to drop down there as well. It's so cool to just feel that like, oh, damn, you went there. All right, I guess I'm going there. Because you don't want to hold yourself back. And, and when somebody else opens up to their vulnerability, you give yourself permission to go there as well. So you'll be surprised as, as to what comes out of you and how emotional people get. And sometimes we do like emotional embodiment, like let out your anger, let, let us feel it. Um, and it's so cool just to see these women feel this activated um, from this space. So we are wild 
emotional, all over the place beings. And why not own up to that and play around with it? I have the chills when you were talking about going laugh by laugh. We're told, don't be too vulnerable. Don't be too honest. I mean, I felt that, you know, different times in my life. Yeah. And I honestly wish that I could like, I could do a, a, a documentary or something where people could see what I see as a coach on this side of the, the screen, on the side of the chair. When everyone talks, we all have the same feelings. Everyone is going through it. And I work with millionaires. Like I have some clients who make a million dollars a year, have beautiful marriages, family, children, a wonderful home. Everything on paper looks perfect, but they are so deeply suffering the same exact way every one of us is. And I just wish everyone could see that because I think my worldview has changed and I'm so grateful for all my clients because nothing, nothing sets us apart. We're all the same in so many ways. And I just, I love that I get to see that. And I wish more people could see what I see, um, that we're all kind of living behind our cloaks. You, you lead and you teach what you needed to overcome the most. And that's why I'm good at what I do is because I was on the way other side of it. And so I get it. Um, you, you know, you only teach what you sucked at. <laughs> um, so I've come a long way to get to where I am now. I wasn't just born this like little goddessy, so in my feely, gooey, feminine feels. I was in denial. I was in anxiety. I was so anti-being. Uh, I was constantly in the doing. And so yeah, I'm grateful for the journey that I have. And that's why I love what I do is because I know what a difference life is when you're on this side. So what are some of the ways that you have seen women in your community thrive from the women's circles, from the, you know, sessions and just that connection with each other and you? I have um, a lot of women that go into their own entrepreneur journey, their own type of healer. Either they start like a coaching business or they move into like yoga teacher training or a chakra course or create an online business. Um, so that, that happens a lot. It's like once you have more of that feeling in connection with who you are, then you step into that space of giving for impact. Like, okay, well, this is me. This is my story. I, I've now seen it all. I felt myself. Now I can give. I actually am giving out of fullness. And so creating their own magic, really, because they know who they are. They know what they serve. Um, and the success comes so much quicker when you have that certainty. And I truly, our hurdles with success is just our, our hurdles with our own limiting belief system. Um, so when you do this work and then you decide and then you show up in your passion, it flows. It naturally just works. And it's like, wow, this is actually really fun. Like I'm not hustling and, and going through all this pain of, am I going to make it? The limiting beliefs of am I good enough really start to dissipate because you're going into your passion with more certainty. So people really discover their purpose. Yep. They discover their purpose and, and they discover how to show up in their purpose. Maybe even if they've already felt that maybe it's some people, it's relationships. They've had their purpose already set, but they show up. What am I missing? Am I showing up as love? And so that's the biggest thing. Even if you're in your purpose, you're doing it through love. Like you're exuding love. You are, it is your transmutation and your definition and, and delivery of love. Your relationship, am I showing up as love? Am I in my friendships, my connections? 
Um, so learning what that means, that I'm not doing it just to do it and to feel worthy because I'm doing it. I'm showing up in this way because it feels good to me. And in, in return, I get everything, but this feels good to me to show up in this way. And I feel like we would be more impactful and even more productive if we, you know, did things that felt good to us more often. Yeah, I can so hear like my old self saying, oh, you can't, you can't just feel good all the time. Like sometimes you got to work, like you got to hustle. Like life isn't like that. Um, And that's actually so not true. If you follow what feels good, you are in a magnetic vibration. You, you attract more good when you feel good. Um, You know, have you ever noticed when you're, you're having a great day and then, or when you, this happens to me a lot. When I have plans, and I'm like, somebody schedules like an evening with me, all of a sudden that same night, like three other people also suddenly want to hang out. It's like, cool. I go through all these days. Nobody wants to hang out. And now I have so much to do and, and so many options. And that's because you're in that state. Like you feel loved, you feel like uh, social, you feel ready to be out in the world. And so somehow, since we're all connected as human beings, other people pick up on that and they feel called to reaching out to you as well. And so it's like this abundance of, of opportunity that comes when you already feel in love with just one opportunity or in a good state of, of receiving. What are some ways that people can connect with you? So Instagram is definitely the best way to reach out to me. I am super active on there. You'll, you'll see me on my stories and just sharing content, also just sharing my life and what, I, what I'm up to. Um, and then I'm very active in my DMs. So if anyone has questions, always open to reaching out. I answer questions on my stories or in videos that I receive in DMs all the time. Um, and then, yeah, you can always just check my, my bio if you want to work with me one-on-one or do, um, my like feminine embodiment course. What, what is that? The feminine embodiment course? Yeah. So that, that course is called Align and it's basically learning how to connect with your cycle. So each stage of your cycle carries a different energy, a different feminine archetype. There's specific tools that, that can make you actually behave the best. So sometimes you're meant to be clearing out, saying no, setting boundaries. Other times you're meant to be out in the world and dating and flirting and trying new things and letting yourself fail. Um, then there's a time where you're actually creating the idea. You're, you're committed. You're honoring more long-term identifying factors of you. And then you're kind of having another period of, okay, what am I giving back? What is my place? How do I serve? Who needs me? What wisdom do I have to give back? Um, so learning each of these phases and, and understanding how do I attune to that and listen to that and heal the trauma that's actually creating toxic patterns within each stage um, is just such powerful work. And I, I live by this. This is exactly how I operate my business, how I show up in relationships, how I live my day-to-day life is through this cycle and through my own body rhythm. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist of it. It's a lot of just feeling into what the feminine is and, and what it means for you specifically. That would be so beneficial, you know, mm-hmm. at least at some point in our lives. So for our listeners, I highly recommend you check out Halle's Instagram. Um, I love her stories. <laughs> I love how real and authentic she is in them. And they're just really engaging and fun to watch. 
and she is so fun to connect with on that platform. But also there are so many other ways that you can connect with her and other women in the community. Um, so I will put her info in the show notes below so you guys can check that out. And before we jump off, I want to know what would be the three biggest pieces of advice that you would give women today who feel like they're meant to do more? Okay. The biggest advice is um, truly that the, the longing for more is okay. You know, that the craving for like, Ooh, I want more. I want more depth. I want more aliveness. I want to feel more love. Own the, the, the craving for more, but there's nothing you need to do to receive that extra love. So why, why do you want to do more? Why? Okay. You want more appreciation, more connection, more just presence. Cool. Own that. And you'll get it. And like being in the yearning and the desire for this is what I want and truly feeling confident that it's on its way to you is magnetizing that. Um, and then enjoying the goodness of it. So the, the path that you're on rather than this is where I need to get, I'm already in the lane and somewhere down this lane is all that I desire. And then even further down the lane is stuff that I don't even know that I desire, but it's coming. So recognizing that we're in constant motion and, and there's no arrival point. I don't need to stay stagnant and just content with, I appreciate what is. I'm in constant receiving. And as I continue to move and exist, things, I pick up things along the way and it shows up for me into my reality. Whatever you don't think you're doing it, you're doing it. Um, and so just sit back, like instead of trying, just lean back, just try to lean back and see what happens. Like breathe a little bit and let the universe do it for you. Um, it feels good to, to have stuff done for you. It doesn't make you any less worthy when things get done for, for you. It actually shows your worth when you know you can do it, but you choose to allow it to have to be done for you. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I know that our listeners are going to love this episode. What is your favorite beauty type of product and why? I think honestly highlighter. I love like just being shiny and just like showing up as like shinier and even the glittery stuff. Like I really do enjoy that, like sparkling and in the light and Whenever somebody compliments me and how I'm like showing up in the light, I get really excited. <laughs> Love a good highlighter. It's all about the glow these days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what is one beauty product that makes you feel your most beautiful? I, I really am like big hair person. So I, I guess just like quality, I have a hair mask that I use right now. It's like a Monet hair mask that I've been using that I really like and um, yeah, I just love when I like freshly wash my hair because I do try to go through days of not washing when I'm freshly done. I feel like, wow, like I look good. <laughs> um, what is one beauty trend that inspires you? Honestly, nails have really been my thing recently. I actually am going to go get them done later today. Um, but I kind of want to do like something a little bit more nude. Like I'm just not like super nude, but maybe like one of the ombre nude that I saw on Instagram the other day. So what is one beauty technique or trick that you are dying to master? Probably just like eye makeup as a whole. My hands are so shaky. I don't know if I could trust myself at any point, but yeah, I think that's, that's definitely something that I would 
love to have the patience and the commitment to, to mastering. And then last question, if there was one product that you had to keep with yourself the rest of your life, what would it be? I just love smelling good. I think it probably would come down to, yeah, I want to smell good. I want to feel good, like freshly sexy feeling. Um, so yeah, probably just like a good fragrance. Victoria's Secret Bombshell, I've always been, that's like a go-to one. Um, but I, I'm kind of ready for something different. So I'm open to playing around.